Shock Sports Radio starts now. If Jason Tatum did not miss nine games, Jason Tatum would have been the number one pick in this draft. This guy had the knack, the ability to create his own shot. I think Pritchard was asking too much. Danny wasn't willing to give up. And that's just the way it goes. As a GM, your responsibility is to get the best offer out there. Yeah, that's my point, though. I think he's trying to you know, look at his career as a whole and say, I don't want to go 3-9. Welcome to week 43, count it, week 43 of Shark Sports Radio. Alongside of me is nobody, it's yours truly, Mark Loisel Jr., a.k.a. Shark, right here in the Ocean State. As always, you can tune in using your Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and or Spotify app. And also check us out on Twitter at SSR2019 underscore and on the Shark Sports Radio Facebook page. Thank you all for taking a dive into the tank with me tonight. A ton to cover tonight before the Monday Night Football game between the Patriots and the Cardinals. Um, something that I need to get off my chest is this Alexander Bogart's departure and the worrisome signs of this Red Sox ownership moving forward for their fans. Celtics fall down hard against the Golden State Warriors, as we all know, on Saturday. But is this the end of the world? The answer to that is no. And a preview of what's to come with the NFL Week 15 games. Now, I know it's been some time since we last spoke. But here's my cause for concern this week. I want to talk Red Sox. And everyone knows that I am not the biggest baseball guy out there. But I can put two and two together. And this Xander Bogart situation is crazy to me. It is asinine to me. The Red Sox, who have built an ownership of winning as of late, I would say within every five years, they've won a championship, right? Obviously, dating back to 2018 previously. So the ownership is not necessarily about losing. Let's just get that straight. They are not about spending money, okay? Ownership has tied themselves to different specifics within the sports industry, whether that's Liverpool, whether that's the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay? And when you make those investments, that's when the cost to different um, expenses become least, least to worry about, more cost-efficient route. And the most cost-efficient route for the ownership is Hein Bloom. People, Hein Bloom came from Tampa Bay Rays, which is the smallest market in all of baseball, maybe the smallest. And his job is to acquire, develop, and evaluate young talent. Hmm. And what does young talent mean? It means cheap. It means that's his forte is he is good. At developing talent. So they say. He was a part of the Rays organization. They had a lot of highly touted prospects coming out of their minors. 
And at the same time, their major league roster was adequate. It was a very, very good pitching staff with not the best uh, offense, but they got they got by for sure. Bloom is an analytical guy, and that's not that's not a bad thing. But in my eyes, if you're talking a big market like Boston, my goodness, money shouldn't be worried about. Money absolutely shouldn't be worried about. But let's look over the years, right? Mookie Betts. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna sign Mookie. We're just gonna trade him at the trade deadline, okay? Um, this Bogart situation. Oh, I don't know. We're we're gonna. He's a major priority on our list, but I don't necessarily know if he's worth a guy that has been a 300 batter since 2017. 300 plus. So. To tell me that this guy isn't worth it, it's mind-blowing to me, one. But two, let's get back on track with the deadline situation. So Mookie Betts got traded at the deadline uh, a few years back, and the Red Sox had a direction. Now, Dombrowski was still in office, so it was Dombrowski who traded Mookie Betts. But let's not get this twisted, people. Dombrowski did not trade Mookie Betts. It was ownership. And the reason why is because ownership had their plans, their eyes on Liverpool. They had their their plans and eyes on the Pittsburgh Penguins. So this isn't necessarily all on Heimblum because he really is just their puppet at the end of the day. They're making, they're calling the shots. They're making the agreements. They're making the, the trades. So, yes, Hein Bloom's going to get the wrath of it, but he's not the bulk of the problem. The bulk of the issue is ownership. And to say that the you know Xander Bogarts is not worth eleven years, two hundred eighty million dollars to the San Diego Padres, well, no shit. Well, he's thirty years old. He's going to turn forty-one at that contract. I get that. The point is, you have the opportunity to tr- sign him in sp- spring training. Let's just put that out in the open. Six years, $162 million is probably the offer that you're going to throw at him. Instead, you throw six years, $90 million. You know what that is? That's a slap in the face to a guy that knows his money, that knows his worth, that has an agent, Scott Boris, who is highly touted. He is the most respected MLB agent who knows how to get his money, him and his agent money. I mean, him and his client money, sorry. And so this Bogart situation doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. If you look at the history from uh, Mookie Betts, from John Lester, this ownership does not want to go the extra mile to keep their homegrown talent because they know they have to pay them at the end of the day. Why? Because they're talented players. But, hey, let's bring Bloom in so he can then acquire talent, evaluate the the proper way, and try to develop them. Which, for the most part, kind of, he really hasn't done. So, you actually dropped the ball there. The Bogar situation is not good in two ways. Okay? One, you look stupid from a PR perspective. The Red Sox do. Because you're saying, oh, he's our main priority Oh, we're going to do as much as we can in order to keep him in a Red Sox uniform. Oh, 
you know, we think highly of him. When you see tweets of uh, Sean McAdam, you see tweets from like, um, God, uh, John Heyman. Like, you look at all of the reporters, you know, that are in Boris's pocket, that are in the Red Sox's pocket. That's all bull. That's just to cause traction, people. That's just to cause excitement for you to get your heart broken. For you to get your heart broken because Xander Bogarts was not going to sign with the Red Sox at the start of this past season. Unless they were to get a deal in spring training. Now, bigger picture, bigger picture. What does this mean for Raphael Devers? This means Raphael Devers is gone. He is not going to stay with the Red Sox. And I hate to be negative Nancy here, but at the end of the day, if we're looking at the bigger picture and what this team likes to do versus what it doesn't like to do, it's spend money. It doesn't like to spend money. So the Mookie Betts situation, we all know what happens. Why didn't the Red Sox try to trade Xander Bogarts at the deadline? Hmm. Well, back three years ago, I believe the Mets were involved. The Braves were involved. Oh, yeah. And the Cardinals actually wanted his services, too. And that was back in 2019. So you had the opportunity to get something out of Xander Bogarts. You know what you got out of him after that uh, signing by the Padres? You got nothing. And better yet, you got a whole lot of angry Red Sox fans that cannot, cannot fathom Xander Bogarts not being in a Red Sox uniform. I woke up that morning. I look at the tweets, I look at the reports, I read articles. It got the sense of when Nomar Garcia Parra got traded. You know why? Because he was a homegrown talent. He was the um, definition of a Red Sox. And that's exactly what Xander Bogarts was. And he has good relationships with the teammates on his squad. And just put that in perspective. J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers. Um, throw in Nathan Avaldi at this point. You know, we talked about uh, John Lester in the past, Mookie Betts. We've spoken that at nauseum. And what happens is you break relationship chains. When Xander goes, Devers goes. When Devers goes, who the hell knows is next? But I will say this. Do not put all the blame on Bloom. Bloom's job is to do what he does best, and that's develop talent, young talent. He doesn't write the checks, and he doesn't have the yes or no in, ag- in agreements. So this is the biggest thing that I want to get across is history repeats itself, and it comes in bad ways, negative ways, and we hate to see it for sure. But writing's on the wall. So for all you Red Sox fans, I'm a Red Sox supporter. I go to a different city every single year with my dad and my brother. And we watch a different team in a different city playing against the Red Sox. And there has not come one day, one day in the past three or four years where I thought that Red Sox were going to sign Xander Bogarts. I didn't believe that for a fact. You have to honestly look at this ownership 
and say, are they doing the best they can do for your team? And the answer to that is no. The answer to that is no. They want cheap talent. They want to get guys on the bargain. They want the hometown discount. How many times have we heard that in the past? The definition of hometown discount is six years, $90 million. And you know what Xander Bogart said? Get the hell out of my face. And you know what Scott Boris said? We're going to the market. And we're going to see what he's worth. Well, he got 11 years, $280 million. So money talks at the end of the day. But one, one, do not blame Xander Bogarts for getting his deal. And two, open up your eyes to this ownership. They don't believe in spending money is the best thing in in, uh, different ways in this year and years past. It just doesn't happen. Dombrowski was willing to deal young talent to acquire great talent, was willing to sign players at a good cost that he could uh, appease the ownership and get the go-ahead. But this Bogarts thing really grinds my gears because I told you two things. When you break relationship, you also follow with another relationship, and that is Raphael Devers. This isn't going to happen, people. So if I'm the Red Sox, and this is another point I was trying to come across with the Mookie Betts situation, they traded Mookie Betts at the deadline. At the deadline. And what did they do with Xander Bogarts, you know, throughout the trade deadlines of the past? Well, we're going to shop Xander Bogarts. We don't feel like he's, you know, adequate as job. You know, we can definitely elevate, you know, in that position, you know, in the middle infield, we can do better. Is that, is that right? Is that correct? That's my cheer in the background. Um, Xander Bogarts was the definition, the replica of exactly what Remy was to the Sox, what Nomar Garcia Parra was to the Sox, what David Ortiz was to the Sox. And has he had like glimpses of really you know, tough baseball to watch. Sure, everybody does in their career, though. But you can't tell me this guy's not worth it when he bats 300 and he he has, like, one of the highest on-base percentages in all baseball. So, and he doesn't strike out, people. He doesn't strike out. Why couldn't you get something for him at the deadline? That's my main concern. You let him out to dry and during, during this offseason... When you could easily say, all right, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off for this fan base. And we're just going to trade Xander Bogarts just like we did Mookie Betts. And obviously, there's a wrath that comes with trading a cornerstone player. There is, always. But to get nothing out of a guy that has been throughout your organization for so long, to get nothing for him except for a compensation pick where people are getting so excited about. It's just not right. It's, it's not okay when Xander Bogars means a lot to your organization. Now, what did they do with Devers? Well, there was actually uh, baseball isn't boring. Uh, Rob Bradford has. And Heim Bloom went on. It's, you know, men- I'm paraphrasing, but he mentioned that, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to make a deal with Raphael Devers if it's a reasonable cost. If it's even a little higher, maybe we'll go to that extent. 
we want. He is our priority. He is the guy that we want, you know, moving forward. Don't believe in that. Don't believe in that. Don't get caught up in the rut because at what, when you focus on what the Red Sox have done in past years, they do not want to sign a guy for eight to 10 years. They just don't. They're not going to put money towards a guy that can make 320 to $340 million over the course of eight to 10 years. It's just not going to happen. They, they will not do it. I'm a fully believer in what the Red Sox are now. And yes, it did take me a little a little ways to realize that ownership is not doing what's best for the team. So big picture, again, we like to talk about the big picture when it comes to the Red Sox because it's a cumulative situation where ownership does not buy into talent, homegrown talent, no loyalty, it shows that Raphael Devers will be gone. And if he's gone, which I've seen all over Twitter, trade his ass. Trade him. Why are you going to leave out Fossil's hope for the Red Sox fan base? But they're like, you know what? It's Boston. You know, people get over it. You know, the media always has this tendency of, you know, pointing them in the right direction moving forward. Really? I saw a video of uh, of the COVID years of Fenway Park being empty. Trust me, that could happen again. They're educated, they're intelligent, and they know exactly what's good for their organization. Ownership does not. That's just a fact. Absolute fact. Now, <laughs> they did little cute deals, people. All right. Kelly Jansen, Chris Martin. Um, you know, they got a couple of pieces, and uh, a couple of other small pieces in the bullpen. But don't tell me they've done. And, and they got this guy, Yoshida, and they're throwing $100 million to a guy that didn't, doesn't even know, you know, doesn't even know how he plays the game of baseball. He's in freaking Japan. And they're throwing $100 million towards him. But they can't even throw $100 million towards Xander Bogarts. Who's a proven commodity. Who's a guy that is good at his position. Six years, $90 million. Six years, $90 million. And you give a guy in Japan who you have no idea about. Except through highlights and, you know... Uh, topprospects.com and all this other jabloni garbage. You give a guy $100 million that you don't even know what he's capable of doing when you have a proven commodity, proven guy right in front of your face. (laughs) It's just laughable. It's just laughable. And it shows that there's no loyalty to your homegrown talent. Zero. Nada. So what does it mean going forward for this team? Where the hell are they headed? Shit, I don't know. You got Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson, Will, Willie's uh, Adamandes, the guy in uh, Milwaukee uh, Brewers. Everybody's talking about him because he played for the Rays. You know, th- these are fine and dandy pieces, but when you look at, you know, the core situation with Correa, 
do you really want to become the conversation of MLB where Carlos Correa is back with Alex Cora, the cheaters, you know, the cheaters of the Houston Astros? Like, that's that's not something that obviously the Red Sox want, you know, the PR to be a part of, hence why the Dodgers didn't go after him. Dansby Swanson. I don't know what this guy's made of. He's a National League player. He could be like another Jason Bay. You know, he he had a good, you know, few years with the Atlanta Braves. And then he comes over to the AL and he sucks. Or he's adequate. And then, gosh, I don't even know what they're going to do with starting pitching. So, like, there are so many gaping holes in this organization. It's not even about the roster. It's about the direction. It's about the willingness to, you know, fulfill its promise when they say that they're, you know, Xander Bogarts is their number one priority and Mookie Betts is their number one priority. Look at the common trends. The trend is they're going to spit in your face all the time facts that they love these players and they don't. They don't. If they were to love these players and they were the number one priority, they would be paying at any price. At any price. So, if there is a New Year's resolution for... Or, sorry, let's start off with Christmas. If there is a Christmas gift that's on my list, it's go and extend Raphael Devers to the max deal you could possibly go. Whether that's... 10 years, 320 million, or 10 year or eight years, 30, 360 million, whatever it is. Or you want to do 10 years, 36 million, 360 million, or eight years, 320 million, whatever it is, find a way to keep this guy in uniform. But guess what? He's not going to be in a Red Sox uniform moving forward. It's just a fact. Again, I hate playing the negative card. But when you see all this, you know, translating, um, it doesn't make sense in ownership's eyes to go out and spend the extra dollars. Instead, they rather wait until the market develops. Hmm. What happens when you do that? Sayonara. Adios. Bye-bye. Man. That's tough to swallow. If you're a Red Sox fan, you're you know you're seeing this team. You know you just feel bad. You honestly just feel bad, and you know sometimes you just want to look at the bigger picture and say, "Hey, let's give them the benefit of the doubt." Benefit of the doubt. You know it's going to happen one year, right? Well, Mookie bets it happened. Oh, and, and then they go and sign Trevor Story to a contract that actually Xander Bogarts is worth. And Bogarts has said even to Scott Boris in reports that he's looking for that type of deal or Jose Altuve. If you can give him that type of deal as well, we'd be willing to do some business. Well, (laughs) sorry for you, but you guys aren't speaking the facts. You know, market value is market value. And if you're not willing to meet that, well, Xander Bogarts can run to San Diego Padres. He can go to the Chicago Cubs for all, like for all they care. 
you know, they can go and have fun with Theo Epstein. He they they can go and have fun with Don Arcilla. It just shows that this ownership just doesn't give one giant crap. They just don't. So, if that was helpful in knowing what's going to happen moving forward, unless there's a change in the guard of ownership, my goodness, buckle up and be ready for a very cheap, cheap ride. <laughs>